Stand by for a start. Behind the gates. They're locked away now. Out of the last couple. With Sky's stable stars. The excitement really starting to build. On Sky Sports Radio. <laughs> oh, welcome back to Rose Hill Gardens. Uh, behind the gates for another week, uh, Darren and Darren Flindell and myself are here. We're on track. We're in the van. If you see us, just don't knock on the window for the next hour or so. We're, we're busy here. We're, we're concentrating. We're Who's going to find us? <laughs> Someone <Yes>. will. <laughs> I was just admiring the, the handpiece, mate. Gee, that's a lovely uh, Rolex there. Gee, yes, you run good. You, you've got an eye for it, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. Keep an eye on you. Was that a punting result uh, or just the big salary in Hong Kong? No, that was a gift many years ago. How good. One thing I haven't lost. <laughs> How are you this morning, mate? Pumped for a big day? Yeah, I, I'm all good. Um, interesting with the weather, isn't it? It's quite overcast here, but when you look at the radar, it doesn't seem like any rain's expected. No. And I think uh, early in the week uh, that... We were prepared that there might be some rain yesterday, and there was a lot of rain out, out west, but it just didn't hit Rose Hill. And this has a fair impact because there's been no irrigation done uh, with the anticipation there'd be some type of rainfall. Mm. So is it going to be your typical Rose Hill track today where you've got to be up on the speed and up on the fence? Well, we'll wait and see. It's going to be fascinating. Uh, we're weather-watching with the gloomy conditions, looking at the radar, as you said, Darren. Nothing around Parramatta at the moment where Rose Hill Gardens is situated. There's a lot off the coast, but it looks like the... The rain that is sort of tracking is coming from the west inland, so that's where we'll keep an eye on. Uh, there's a little bit on there appearing, but we'll wait and see. Oh, he'll be upset now, won't he, Hurls, that I've introduced you first, Darren. Oh, well, he's been on all morning I know. pronouncing Athol fled, and uh, he's a horticulturalist now. <laughs> Have you Googled it yet, Hurls? Good morning. Uh, no, a certain uh, gentleman from Pomania has uh, texted me and said that uh, what was it? Uh, Athelflaed ruled Mercia in the English Midlands from 911 until her death. She was the eldest daughter of Alfred the Great, king of the Anglo-Saxon kingdom of Wessex, and his wife, Elswith. So there you go. Oh. Queen Athelflaed. Where would you come up with that name? Tar- I don't know, it's fitting. There you go. <laughs> I was going to ring flower power and get a bunch Saxon of Athelflaed delivered. <laughs> 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 so it's not, a, it's not a flower as it turns out. <laughs> no, no, I thought I saw something last night. Uh, uh, Darren is next to you, so it's only after that you introduce him first. Yes. Introducing Plus he Darren. has more sway than me anyway. <laughs> right, he's been waiting patiently, uh, Brad Davidson. Are you still with us? <laughs> I'm here, I'm here. Oh, gee, I thought Day that mate. definition I thought that definition with Hurls there was gonna take uh, about an hour, so I'm glad that he got through that quicker <laughs> than I thought. What happened this morning? Did he get a did he mess up a name, did he? No, no he I got it right, it. but I've got I, I did go on to say is it some sort of tree. Um, you did make yeah, me no chuckle though, Hurls, when you said uh I practiced this in the mirror this morning. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> what about what, what about exaggeration? <laughs> What about the Japanese horse, Hills? Give it a go. Come on, let's one off the bat here. Yep, uh, bring it up. And uh, it's simple, this one. Um, if my computer um, loads. You should know it up a heart by now. You've said it enough times yeah, this yeah. week. Where is it? Hang on. Oh, bam, Biramai. Yeah, see, Darren's got it nailed. Yeah, oh, bam, Biramai. <laughs> See, that went well, Davo. You tried to put him <laughs> under a bit of pressure and he just folded. He just folded. Straight down the ground. <laughs> oh, Hales. Uh, we love you, mate. Um, so <laughs> to catch our listeners up, Athol Fled, we were doing the Melbourne preview and, and Hurls suggested that um, he'd been practising how to say it and he thought it was a flower. But um, as we've now been educated, Hurls, it was Queen Athol Fled. 
who uh, was the Queen of Mercia. Uh, 19, uh, 918 AD, uh, she passed Queen Athelflaed a while ago. Oh, taken so young too. <laughs> how's this? How's this meeting look? <laughs> Darren just faking of sadness there. Uh, how's this meeting look, Davo? Um, gee, it's deep, isn't it? Very deep, very tough, isn't it? Um, when you get these big fields, it can make it a bit uh, tricky to sort of get the confidence levels up. But uh, terrific betting cards, there's no doubt about that. And. The Golden Eagles, a cracker. Rose Hill, Rose Hill Gold Cup's just there, I thought, probably. And um, But the Golden Eagles, a terrific race. I think the Four Pillars is a great betting race with so many different angles and 8 $9 the field. And, yeah, most, most of the field sizes have held up solidly. So it's looking a really strong day at Rose Hill. I, she's, I see she's 360 now, this favourite, Turles, uh, Amelia's Jewel. Yeah, I just keep buttering up on her. Really, look, I think she'll get out. I can't... Cannot see her starting at, at 360, particularly the support for uh, the Hawaii 5.0 and also Kovalika, both pretty popular horses with the rank and file. So uh, that being said, so is Amelia's jewel. But yeah, $4 into 360. We touched 330 at one stage this morning. But yeah, no, I, I would be suggesting you went better than that, that's for sure. And name and price of number 12, please? Uh, yeah, Obam Buramaya. Uh, is $11 chance a Japanese horse to be ridden by Josh Parn jumps from gate two. Thank I decided I'm going to tip this today so I can remember its name. <laughs> <laughs> well, Darren, he's an interesting horse. Doesn't he add to the intrigue? We've had international raiders run eight times in this race. The best they've finished is fifth, but, gee, he's a lightly raced Japanese horse, and we've got to be aware, haven't we? Because... Well, that's right. Only five starts. has put in a group one at only his third race start. I think um, technically he's only three years and eight months or so uh, of age. But it won me over when I saw the footage of his track gallop here during the week and he worked right up against the rails. And like most of the Japanese horses, they always just looked the part. He was a good mover. He looked looked good. And I thought, why not? From this draw, he should be pretty well positioned from there. Particularly with the booking of Josh Parr, I found that a big plus. Josh knows where you've got to be here at Rose Hill. Up on the speed, don't waste the gate. So I'm going to take the chance with this at the price. Yeah, Yataka Take had a, a, an injury, so he couldn't fulfil his engagement on this horse, so Jay Parr picks him up. Brad, does he fit in the, the Japanese horse, Oban Buramai? Yeah, I've got him about fourth pick here, but I think you make a great point, Luke, about the, the international runners in the past. It isn't the same as the Melbourne Cup where they really come to the fore at the, the 3,200 metres and the, the staying events. This is 1,500 metres around a, a tight-turning track in Rose Hill Gardens. They just seem to get lost, and... I don't think you can you can really back them as a result. You look at the the runners of the uh, yeah the, the results of the overseas runners in the in the Golden Eagle to date, and they just they just they just find it all a bit too much. The hustle and muscle. It's a very you know like high pressure race, and I just he's got the ratings, but I just don't think um, I can sort of come into him. And just on on that, I know what Darren says about um, about him looking good at the uh, at that recent gallop, but. Here's me getting my first whinge of the morning. Uh, I tell you, all the all the posts on social media this week of horses galloping by themselves. Everyone's saying, "Oh, what a sizzling gallop! I could dead set go find a picnic horse galloping by themselves, and they'd look like bloody far lap. Like fair income, unless they're working with a mate, you can't really you can't really take much out of it because they all look like they're race horses. They look like they're going fast. So when they race, when they're by themselves. I see all the stables putting them up during the week saying, oh, what a sizzling gallop. I'm thinking, fair income. I, I'd, I'd find a picnic horse that'd look as good as this. 
But, but I uh, think where it does help, though, Brad, is you get to have a look at them, uh, how they move, uh, what their action's like. Uh, will this horse appreciate a firm track, or do you think he has he got that action where he, he might want a bit of cut in the ground? Is he sweating up under the neck or underneath? I, I like it from that point of view. You get to have a look at this horse striding out as well, as opposed to just, um, you know, just a, a still shot or, or walking around or rolling around in the sand. Yeah, yeah I, okay. I, I look, it's better than nothing, no doubt. But, uh, you know, with the picnic horse, the picnic horse looks lovely galloping by itself too. Like, I just I just think those sort of lone gallops are almost pointless, personally. Um, I, I just think, unless they're working with a mate, you know if that mate's of a similar class or if they're, you know, yeah. it's the same with Romantic Warrior in a way. When he was working Cox Plate Week, it was like, oh, wow, have a look at this. But the horse he was galloping with couldn't get out of its way in a in a benchmark 70 at, at uh, Geelong during the week. So, you know, it's all it's all relative at the end of the day, too. I think we're just lucky that we get to lay eyes on this type of vision. Uh, could you imagine 10 years ago if we're watching track gallops of any horse? No, exactly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess uh, you've got to get them fit somehow, too, though, Dave. They've got a gallop, and we just record it. So it's, uh, don't be outraged. Mm. <laughs> They're just training. No, I just, no, I just, you just see horses firm off track gallops, and when they're galloping by themselves... Do they really, though? Around. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> lunacy. That yeah. is lunacy. Firmly. It is. That is crazy. But yeah. at least you get a, you can see the horse looks well in itself and it's going well because that's the greatest mystery with a lot of these. Some of these uh, UK runners, I'm not sure what to expect. Mm. I'm just getting the text line sorted, guys. Just a few tech issues. So if you have text the show, um, we're just getting it uh, up so we can see what you're saying. But yeah, Brad, and you can do that by uh, texting 0419767272. Thank you for that, Hills. You've remembered that off by heart, have you? That's in front of me. Uh, <laughs> great. Maybe we, they can just text it direct to your phone, Hurls. Should I read yeah, your yeah, number out? Yeah, read number out. <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> Good shout, Darren. Uh, Brad, so just rounding off on, on your thoughts on the Eagle, what, what are you tipping this year? Yeah, I'm with Amelia's Jewel. I, I do agree with Hurls. I think the price is very skinny now in a race where you can look a number of different ways, but I, I saw a lot on social media potting her after last start, and you just shake your head like it's clear it's clear as day that she didn't turn up last start she was off her feet afterwards and i heard some people suggesting it was the best run of her career and what how could you possibly say that like she just clearly put in a shocker they're not robots at the end of the day and they're horses and they can have a bad day and she clearly did but all her form prior to that was was really strong and i thought vince Cardi made a really good point um on your show during the week racing hq guys where uh, basically said you know that real tough run prior to that where uh, she was having to chase Pride of Jenny in a, in a track record time. Might have just taken a little bit out of her and left her flat for that two rack. So, by all reports, she's bounced out of it well, though, the last week or two. And, um, yeah, I just think it sets up really well for her. 1,500, high-pressure race. She's the 1,600, 1,800-metre horse that's, that's uh, I think, going to be a little bit too good for the likes of Hawaii 5.0, who's got a great chance, and and uh, a few others, Oban Biramai's in there, too. But... I just can't really get interested in Kovalika, guys. I think he's crying out for 2,000 metres, isn't he? I mean, I know the high pressure is going to help, but I just think he just needs 10 furlongs, that horse. What what he needs, guys, is rain and the fence to be off. (laughs) He he, he does, Dan. And because another it, it, 500 metres. Well, I found three negatives here. The distance, uh, particularly the draw, mm. and uh, and the dry track here today. I, I can't be stepping into Kovalika for a horse that I know is going to be well, well back turning for home. Oh, I can't get rid of him. I know what you're saying. Oh, I can't give him none. It's Waller Grand Final. Beware. Um, but he, he 
he is probably a 2,000 metre horse. Depends on the tempo. If it's a brutally run race, well, you probably want something with a bit of guts that can stick on. Uh, Ossipenko cleared the, the vet test this morning. That was a very alarming report that came through late yesterday afternoon about Ossipenko. Well, he's got to clear another vet's examination when he arrives. Uh, it's the due diligence that the vets do in these big races. They look at every horse, but um, he's not in yet. He's got to pass another vet's examination, so we'll watch this race. Well, it's funny. When, uh, when I read that, I had him as third pick, and then immediately I crossed that out. With, knowing that, I'm not taking the chance. Uh, there's too many others that I want to elevate up the list. And, yeah, Amelia's dual. She certainly promotes a lot of interest in this race today. I met um, her trainer, Simon Miller, during the week. Popped in for one at the Donning. Oh, beautiful. Might have been two. Good fella. <laughs> Boy, he's been busy. Has he's he been, He's been really good with the media. Uh, phone was ringing red hot, and everywhere I look, he, his head's popping up doing something. So he's really enjoying himself this week. And, and deservedly so. Um, this is a horse that has put him on the map. I mean, um, she's just a, a beauty. I think the only knock, guys, is the price at the moment at 380. She's just starting to get back out, Hells, by the look of it. Yeah, but not not by much. But as I said, she, she well, yeah, she's just gone over the three dollars eighty. You don't get four dollars. I'll give it up. Hawaii five zero, Darren. What's your thoughts on? Yeah, him big here? chance. Um, boy, he's going to get a great run from that draw, isn't he? With Nash on, he'll just put him in the right spot. And I think when they come to the turn, I expect Hawaii five zero to be in the top three or top four uh, turning the distance. Shouldn't be a problem. Uh, yeah, I think he's a great chance. Interesting, all the money was sort of in his direction earlier in the week, and now it's, it's swinging the other way with the WA Mayor Amelia's Jewel. But as I said before, I'm going with Obam Buramai uh, from the draw and at the price from Hawaii 5.0, then Amelia's Jewel, and uh, Kovalika running on. Don't leave Pericles out of anything you do. This probably maps better than anything. Pericles will probably lead them up now that there's no Redina. Mm. So... Uh, yeah, if you're taking exotics, I'm sure Pericles will run well. Just a few texts that I can read out. Um, a listener wanted to know, hey, guys, give Vienna Eagle any shout in the Golden Eagle. That's from Dave at Wex, uh, West Hoxton, Darren. Vienna Princess. That'd be my course. brother, I'd imagine. Okay. Well, uh, He's been on the blower to me all week about it. Vienna Princess. Um, well, informed mayor. Well, I like the way she let down winning the, the Silver Eagle. Um. Yeah, her form's really turned around in the last, well, this preparation. I wouldn't want to say no. Davo? Yeah, I'm definitely saying, uh, I'm definitely not saying no. Um, I don't know whether she's good enough, but the things she's got in her favour over a few of the fancies is she's got Rose Hill form. A lot of them don't have Rose Hill form. She's got to turn a foot and she's going to love this high-pressure race. So, query on the class, but you're getting the right sort of price to, to sort of throw in the mix there. I'm definitely... Uh, in, Definitely wary of it, that's for sure. That's the Golden Eagle, guys. Um, let's talk about the clash here between the two top three horses in the Everest. Think about it, Private Eye. Race 7, the Giga Kick Stakes. Think about it, it's on this winning run. He's won... Well, he's got the picket fence going. He's won four, five, six, seven, eight, nine in a row now. He's the Everest champ, Darren. He maps beautifully again. Does he just do the business, or can Private Eye turn the tables? Well, think about it. He's a winner. Simple as that. He's only been beaten once. That was at Warwick Farm. Um, to me, he just looks the winner again. Think about it. However, I am tipping Private Eye uh, today to flip the result purely from a uh, price point of view. At the price Private Eye is going out at, his run was huge in defeat. 
in the Everest. He won this race last year. When you go back and watch the replay of the win last year, that was a terrific effort. He was near last turning for home and just blew them away. So from a price point of view, I'm interested in having something on private eye. I do suspect, though, they think about it, it's going to be very hard to beat. Brad Davidson? Yeah, he's being priced, I think, about it, isn't he, as the, as the dominant sprinter, where I don't think he is. I know he keeps winning and he keeps getting the job done, and it's really hard to, to knock those horses because they can find that extra level when challenged. But if you look at the two runs in the Everest, I mean, think about it, got the best run you'll ever see, and, and beat I wish I win just, and Private Eye was three wide, no cover, and beaten sort of three quarters of a length. I think he runs just as good as think about it, really. So I think everyone's getting... A little bit carried away with the price. He's priced like a good thing, and I'm, I'm not sure he is. Um, I went with Private Eye simply from the price perspective as well to be think about it. But I, I think the likes of Bella Nipatina, you know, she was terrific in the Sydney Stakes. I don't think these Sydney horses are as dominant as as we think. Like I, I think Imperatriz is a little bit better than both of them. But I think uh, I think they're they're a lot closer together. Think about it in Private Eye than the market's giving it credit for. What is the market saying, Hills? Uh, they are rallying towards private eye. I think pretty much what Darren has said. You know, should it be a dollar seventy and three twenty given the runs in the uh, in the Everest? However, by the same token, think about it. Just keep stepping up to the mark every time. But um, yeah, I, look, I, yeah, I don't think you will get black figures, but uh, private eye is certainly popular to knock her off. David, our listeners are concerned for your welfare that you're getting so hot under the collar about these track gallops. <laughs> Everything's sweet. Oh, it, just, it just makes me laugh looking at it because it's, as I said, you know, when you gallop by yourself, you could be uh, you could be a picnic horse and look like Farlap. But um, uh, just on uh, that as well, um, it, the old trial purrs all over Cascadian in the week, but he's out the gate here. I, I don't know how you could have possibly backed him. I know he's trialled really well, but yeah, you know, he's meeting these at the top of their game, and he's first up off a long break as an eight or nine year old. Now he, I was, I was flabbergasted that they were backing him earlier in the week. I'm not surprised to see him getting out the gate late here, though. I have to say that was one ripper of a trial from Cascadian the other day, and if you're deciding you want to uh, just play an exotic today, a Quinella or a trifecta, I'd definitely put Cascadian in to run second or third. But you're you're against him, Davo. Yeah, definitely. And look, yeah, he's trialled at Hawkesbury. I mean, and I think this is the other point I want to I want to make is is that when they trial off long breaks, they can look good in trials because it's, it's a different level of pressure. But when they go to race day and they haven't had a run for quite some time, they really feel it. And you'll see the syndicates are heavily, heavily against horses that that haven't had a haven't had a run for say more than five months. Um, late in the piece, they drift. Nine times out of ten, they'll drift and. Nine times out of ten, they'll get beaten too because they just... It's like that, that NRL player, AFL player who, you know, lobs here first up in a, in a quarterfinal or a semifinal and hasn't, had a, hasn't played for, for five months. Like, sure, they've they, they still got the class and whatever, but they're not going to be able to produce their best on-ground performance and, and that's what they need. That's what Cascadian's going to need to be beating these other horses. He's just not going to be ready enough and um, I think I marked him sort of 20s, 30s and I see the market getting out that way now as well. Brad, can I just ask you a question, mate? You refer to the syndicates uh, a lot and the fact that they bet after 9 o'clock or bet right up to the jump. Can you just explain to our listeners who they are and, and what sort of uh, influence they have on the market, mate? Yeah, well, they bet the last five minutes, Hills, so they control basically what happens the last five minutes. They don't really show their hands before then. And oh, Look, I don't know how many are left, but there's at least a, a few, two, three, four, maybe big syndicates throughout Australia they've got 
you know, stack of people working for them in all different departments. And the problem with what people think about the syndicates is, is they think they just work off the numbers, but they've got every section of it covered, the replays, the, the mounting yard. They've got all, you know, they've probably got teams of 60, 70 people working for them, working into a, uh, and a massive database and throwing all this information that basically they control the prices late. So if your horse in that last five minutes is firming, get excited. If your horse is drifting, be concerned because the syndicates get it right uh, more than anyone else in the world by a long way and uh, that's what happens the last five minutes. And, and you'll see with those, those horses off long breaks, they'll, they'll flick them out of the market and get rid of them a lot, a lot of the times and that means, and they run accordingly, they just don't get close to them. So if they're really... Drifting late on those first uppers off long breaks, you just you just do not want to follow that drift. You want to let them go. Very Valid good. point. Uh, th- thanks for asking that question, Hurls. Hope that uh, gives our listeners a bit of an insight into that. Um, Davo, what's your best for Rose Hill today? My best is uh, this Nails Murphy in race number two. Um, I, I thought it was a, a good race to bet into because I thought uh, Peace Officer... Coming out of midway form, I didn't think that was strong enough. I thought I'm to win, uh, similar to Cascading, coming off nice trials, but far too long off the scene to, to get me interested in an on-pace runner. Um, I was I marked him sort of $11 as a result of that. So I could I could make it a two-horse race between Fall for Cindy and Nails Murphy. And I've got the first up rating of Nails Murphy ahead of Fall for Cindy. And by all reports and, and listening to an interview with David Eustace before that first up run, suggesting the horse would need the run, um, I got some mail during the week that the stable were, were quite confident about his chances here. They would love a little bit of rain for him. I just think he maps perfectly. And I just thought Paul for Cindy should have done a little bit more the other day. So um, he was 480 during the week. He's tightened up to 360 now. But I thought he was the, the easy gamble on a tough day there today at, at Rose Hill Race 2, uh, Nails Murphy. What was your read on that second race, Darren? Um, he is interesting, this Niles Murphy, second up in Australia. Yeah, that was a great uh, run. Very, very good run. Uh, first go here in Australia. But I'm going with the uh, the New Zealand import. I'm in to win. Uh, the Waterhouse bot run. I've liked both his trials. They look quite sharp. I expect him to go to the front, make the running. And uh, I'm not sure if there'll be any serious pressure there. So I think under these dry conditions, I'm in... I'm in to win. Well, J- JLW, jumped lead win. I love it. And I'll be watching out strongly for Nails Murphy running on, four for Cindy running on. I think they're the. Um, I think this might be a little bit rich for Peace Officer now, Dream Hour. Everything fell into place and winning on the Kenzo last time out. You know, just uh, from the trials, I'm in to win. Um, that, tell you what, that trial session from Rambic on the 20th of October has produced numerous winners mm. and some at very good prices, including Cry Sayor last Saturday. That's right. Yes, he was uh, from that set. I think he just got nosed out in his trial and he won uh, yeah, last week at decent odds, didn't he? Hells, uh, as far as race two goes, is there a standout as far as betting goes? Uh, are they spearing into one runner or, or another here? Yeah, fourth for Cindy's our favourite at three thirty, but Niles Murphy is right on Hammer at three sixty. Talking about Hammer, it's about to come out. This computer doesn't play ball. Um, three seventy to three sixty, Niles Murphy. Four for Cindy, three eighty to three thirty. They thirty cents separating them. In terms of the investment today, just getting the nod now is uh, four for Cindy, but that may change between now and start time. Okay, uh, that's race number two. The uh, highway always gets a few texts each week, so we like to talk about it. So 
our listeners uh, can get our thoughts. And Tribeca star, Darren, for the, the Dunn stable. He's just got to be respected always in these races. I believe they went up fat odds. Mm. $11 this. Uh, and if you've taken that price, you're on at eight forty. Brad Grace suggested this morning after deduction. <laughs> How good so was that? That's eight forty. A, a nice... Yeah, eight forty. So that's a, a nice uh, bit of fat there. Two eighty at the moment, I believe. Two's on when it won its maiden Doombin uh, in March. Second in a hundred thousand dollar race at the Sunshine Coast, and then third at Ipswich. It's just the profile that Matt Dunn just continues to bring these horses down with Metro form from Brisbane, and invariably he just keeps on winning. Uh, yeah, I think it's a great chance. Love Shuck had. Well, we don't know. It never got out of the pocket last time, and it, it appeared as though it was going well. So on the quick backup, having done nothing last Saturday, Love Shuck, they were the two I was looking at, five and six. I was disappointed when numbers one and two came out, but I think they're running at Randwick on Tuesday on Cup Day. There's been a few double-ups, so yeah, five and six are the only two I'm looking at. Dave? Yeah, I've nothing more to add. I think Darren hit the nail on the head. Two hopes, Tribeca star over... Um, the other one, and uh, I was a bit disappointed the likes of Andy's boy came out as well because I was keen to take it on. So, um, yeah, I just think uh, Tribeca Star, but I, I couldn't take $2.80 about a horse that missed the start last time out, and Matt's awkwardly, um, but I think he's the horse to beat with the done profile and the, the good runs up, up north. What's the betting say, Hills? Tribeca, uh, yeah, t- sorry. Tribeca Star getting the nod. Uh, Love Shack is the $4 equals second favourite with Liz Mania, but it's pretty pretty friendless there. We've written a bit of money for Zaru at a $16 quote. Okay, a bit of money for Zaru there in that highway. That is the tab highway for another week. We might now talk about our uh, multi for another week. And uh, look, guys, uh, as, the, as the host of this show, I don't... I don't really feel comfortable calling myself your captain because you guys are your own men. Uh, we're all individuals. But as the host of this show, look, I, I've just got to say, boys, I'm a little bit disappointed. Uh, you know, I'm still proud of you guys for your efforts on Behind the Gates each week. But I was just a little disappointed in the performance last week. Um, my leg, the only one that survived, but it scrambled into fourth. So I was, I was disappointed in my own performance too. So well, can we just come together, Dave? Until Hell sent the wrong one through, mine was fine. So, remember, I wanted IPO and he sent no, through the I other one. No, get over it. We've been through this. We've been through <laughs> this. Move on. <laughs> Dave, all I'm saying is it wouldn't have mattered, even if you, your leg won. There were two other parties here who who failed last week. So, Darren, we just, oh, we've got to pull ourselves thinking. together here. Yeah, well, that's true. Last week was far from ideal. Um, <laughs> we'll be fine today, though. We'll so, be fine. Let's do it. What did I end up and, taking last week? Uh, oh, it's all in the revision. Yeah, now. let's just, move on. Yeah, we've erased it from our minds. This week, though, gentlemen, what are we doing? Okay, um, I think I'm the first one to kick us off here. I know uh, Brad's very keen on Nails Murphy, but I've slipped in here with I'm in to win. So I'll, I'll get us underway here. Race two, number three. It's a field of nine. He's only got to run top four. I suspect he'll, as I said before, JLW. Jump, lead, win. I <laughs> love it, Darren. So that's Darren's leg this week, race two, number three. Brad Davidson, your leg is Peshmerga. 
Yeah, I'm going to go with Tess Murgis. Look, it's a small field, which helps us to start with. I think she's the sole leader in the race. I didn't think she handled the Bennett Cranbourne last time out. I thought the first up run was good. And I just thought in an even race, she'd run us top four. And by all reports, my spies tell me during the week, she uh, worked the house down in the solo gallop there. So, um, yeah, I'm really buoyed by that as well. <laughs> Good on you, Dave. <laughs> so that's uh, you've grown in confidence with the solo gallop. See, I knew exactly. we'd get you on board, buddy. Great exactly. stuff. Uh, and we don't need to ask what Andrew Hurley's leg is because Private Eye's going around this week, Hells. Yeah, that's exactly right. So you just I'll just say, in. Robert, Robert Quinn, who trains a Peshmerga, geez, his horses do work, work well. You see a lot of them at the trials, so, geez, that's gone well. Absolutely, yeah, they show up at the trials. He does a good job with them. So, Hells, he's, he's yours, the, the boyfriend, Private Eye. Yeah, absolutely. He'll be running top four. He'll be on the. Uh, I'll be on it to win today too. And um, you've come home with weight of the stars, um, Luke. Yeah, I have, mate. I just like his map position. He's eleven hundred rows hill perfect. He's got high speed. Darren alluded to that set of trials. Um, well, he he had a trial um, in between runs, and he went like a bomb. So I think he goes straight to the top. And I did note that Flindell. Uh, made it his best today. Yes, so, yes. So, but uh, for the purpose of what we do here, I like to find a little bit of value. I yeah, I understand. Coming into odds on, but that, that yeah. gave me confidence. Yeah, I, I'm really keen on this. It, its trial was terrific, and I've always seen when it trials like that, it normally just wins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just on, on that, guys. Just on that. Are you worried about Tri-State taking you on? Surely Tri-State's best go in life is to lead, and they've got the apprentice on the wide draw. I just thought they pushed the button and lead at all costs on him. Well, that might be the intention uh, with the with the apprentice booking there. It's interesting. Tri-State was only a late entry for this race as well. They probably looked at how how shallow the last race had come up and and thrown it in. I I still think that Weight of the Stars is probably a naturally faster horse than than Tri-State and a better horse, especially at eleven hundred. I reckon Davo. He's got to come back in trip Tri-State. He couldn't lead the grey horse much much better. Well, eleven hundred is his happy place. Oh, yeah, I mean if I'm the connections of Tri-State today, I'm, I'm fit, I'm, I'm leading at all costs and I'm just running uh, the other horse, just say catch me if you can, that's the way to ride him and um, I'm on tri- I, I'm not on Tri-State but I've tipped him on top, I haven't backed him but I think um, I think it might be some fireworks early there, might, might set it up for Jedebill, we'll wait and see. Well, if, uh, if Miss Owen does decide to put the handlebars down, I'm sure Nash will just take the sit, if that's the case. <laughs> will he, though? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I reckon Nash might have his way up front if he, if he so desires. But oh, I take your point, Dover. It's a valid point. Um, Tri-State might try and rattle his cage. and A little bit like the, the magic time race here a couple of weeks ago when Nash was being attacked and the pressure was coming down and he snatched up on her. Mm. Took mm. hold. Yeah, exactly right. So what price are we going to get, Hurls, this week for our multi? Yeah, all right. We need, we need an easy kill. No such thing, but let's hope today it is. So we've got race two, number three, I'm in town. Race three, number four, Pashmerga. Pesh I'm in to win. Four, private eye. What do I say? I'm in town. I'm in what town. Do I yeah, don't, don't be planting <laughs> seeds, please. Yeah, you'll be on the town, Hurls. You'll be on the town. Okay, <laughs> let's go again for the promo. Race two, number three, I'm in to win. Race three, number four, Pesmerga. Race seven, number four, Private Eye. Race ten, number three, Way to the Stars. Now, only $3 today, but we're letting you on for $50 max bet. And it's the top four multi. It'll open in seven minutes' time. Be quick, because it will go very quickly today.
Beautiful, mate. Um, how good? So that'll open uh, at uh, 10.45, I reckon. Hell's you, you let yeah. us know. Yeah, you Can't let you us know. Find it under, yep, Sports Today's offers on the website and Racing Racing offers on the tab app. Fantastic. Any other race you'd like to talk about uh, on the program, Davo? Is there, I mean, the four pillars, we can't do it to ourselves, can we? I mean, I think it's a fantastic concept, the race, but as far as trying to pick a winner, boy, oh boy, it's tough. Yeah, it's really difficult, isn't it? I've just got to give you two a bit of a serve. Nice to, nice to see you two, actually, Luke and Earls, pick a horse that's not, not a short price favourite. Um, you know, nice to see Darren and I just trying to get a bit of value in the, uh, in the multi, but we can only do what we can, Darren, unfortunately, with these two. <laughs> Oh, the heavy lifting yeah. we do. <laughs> oh, Davo, you really love staring, don't you? I mean, <laughs> seriously. <laughs> You're just a pest, son. <laughs> Hells, you got any right of reply there, Hells? Davo just trying to rattle our Sent cage. Me into a coughing attack. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, not really. As I said, we need, we need an easy kill. It's a confidence booster, and, yeah, we want the punters to get a collect. And we've had a couple of lean weeks up. Yeah, I was always going private eyes, so I think I put it out on uh, Wednesday that it'll be going private eyes. So what everyone else did was up to them, but, um, yeah, I'm pretty confident we'll get it today, so that's the aim of the game. Despite your berating, Brad, um, multi looks pretty pretty solid this week. I would have thought you'd surely be pleased with our selections despite the shortness of them. Yeah, I think so. Uh, look, they're all sort of up on speed, close to the Matt Well sort of sort of horses. So hopefully we can get that home today. Would have liked a little bit more juice in the price there from the Tab Boys, but um, we'll do with three dollars and hopefully get it home. Yeah, Leighton at Manly's concerned. He's like, "Wow, three dollars! You blokes are getting desperate." <laughs> Gee, Leighton, that's a bit harsh. We we just want to hit the board, brother. Build a bit of confidence and just get rolling again. Now, um, multi went no good last week, but. Gee, it wasn't as bad as the bloodbath of our next segment, which, Darren, I'll give you the honour. I'll give you the honour this week to introduce our favourite segment. (laughs) You know, a few weeks ago, there was a little press conference at at Warwick Farm with Joe Pride and Bjorn Baker and and Matt Smith um, prior to the the Everest. Anyway, I was struggling to hear what the guys were saying because there was this damn crow... On top of the roof of the grandstand, and it wouldn't shut up. <laughs> and this is the sound you're about to hear. <laughs> on Racing HQ. Hey, it's a little too early for being that loud. Hey, too late. Don't worry, because it's never too early. The early crow. Yeah, nice intro, Darren, with a bit of a story. I like that. Uh, I like it. Now, yeah, as I suggested, gee, it was, um, it was tough going last week. I might go to you first, Darren. Yes. Yes. Well, <laughs> you know, sometimes I worry about horses that put in huge runs and defeat, and when they back up, what's it taken out of them? And it's over the years, I've had a lot of success taking on favourites under those situations. But, boy, how wrong was I taking on Tom Kitten outstanding win and an outstanding ride by Adam Hieronymus who's come off the fence peeled five wide turning for home and Tom won it in a cakewalk and Adam Hieronymus with that brilliant ride his third career group one was your spruik of the day it was but don't suck up to Tom now after you potted him last (laughs) week Yes, I got that horribly, horribly wrong. Oh, I love it, mate. That's the I'm going to go back to some old tactics. When I picked out big roughies for you, I've gone tick, tick, tick All early right. in the year. Now I've been moving into the potting zone. 
I'm going back to the positivity zone when it comes up. All right, keep your powder dry. As you alluded to, I said Hippo would would uh, would star on the day, and he won a Group One by four. So I, I guess I get a little tick there, and it's great to see too because um, he's riding super, and that was well deserved. Uh, Brad Davidson. Well, I potted Espiona in the uh, the invitation, and I even said prior to the race on Sky One, I said. Nash gets the best out of this horse, and Kieran McAvoy's a terrific jockey, but I just think, you know, it, it's got to be a negative simply from the fact that Nash knows this horse so well, and then what happens, Kieran comes out and produces an absolute perler, gets Espiona home over the line, and Magic Time was three wide, no cover the trip. So we'll cop it on the chin and, uh, and say that was a definite cross. Is there a more difficult horse in Sydney to ride out than Espiona? No. Once again, the way she just laid in on top of the... The horse on her inside, it's... Boy, oh, the Darren, jockeys she, earn their stripes, earn their money on her. Uh, she's very good when she gallops solo, Darren. She goes... <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. Anyway, cop it, Dave. Oh, cop it. Hurls. Stop it. What about you, son? Uh, well, I suppose I do get a tick, because I said Romantic Warrior would uh, win the Cox Plate, but I actually said it'd chill them up and spit them out, which it ended up doing... Right on the post. Uh, yeah, it's up to you guys whether you want to. Uh, we don't get bogged down on details. Well done. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> done. Right. I just, go, I, I just um, quickly will go back to that. We had a bit of a, uh, a chat on the text line, which sort of late Saturday afternoon, and Brad was just absolutely adamant. It was all about J Max that um, won the ride, uh, won the race. I tell you what, it's spot on the mark. I've looked at that race a couple of times. Not here. Yeah, I can't see any jockey pretty much in the world having um, got that home. Not only did he not panic, but um, it was doing the rounds on social as well, the photo right on the post where he's basically leaning on its neck. It was just absolutely phenomenal. What a, what a ride it was. Davo, do you want to gush all about it again? Oh, gee, yeah, well, he, he, just... doesn't, <laughs> he doesn't win. He doesn't win without J-Mac, simple as that. Um, yeah. And the reasons for that are that on the, the first turn, they tried to post him wide. A lot of jockeys would have taken hold and lost the race there. He, but he just he just stayed patient, didn't rush, got across in the perfect spot. But what he did with the 600 was the horse was flat as a tack at the 600, and he got him out and worked on him. But not only that, around the bend, he, he kept him balanced, made sure he didn't get knocked by any other horse, and then drove his head down on the line. Uh, he does not win the race without Jamie. He needed that one extra inch. That's all mm. he needed, one inch. And that shoved down the neck on the back of the head. That was the inch he was looking for. Yeah, Hells might need a few more, but um, that was our early crows from last week. <laughs> Tell me this, though, though. When they hit the line, put your hand up if you thought Mr. Brightside had won. Oh, it's an angle, isn't it? Yeah. That shadow. Oh, it wasn't only wow. the angle, it was the shadow. Yeah, it was the shadow. the shadow. I think most people, I was you know, doing the old uh, moving the neck sort of right on the line sort of thing, but, yeah, it was... Um, it was, uh, yeah, the, the shadow didn't Sounds make like the shadow easier. got David Hayes and his crew as well. They went right yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Didn't they say, um, they're streamers or something like that? Um, but been, um, been blasted out with black and white on the track, or did they try and cover it up by saying it was for something else? What I read oh, really? They didn't, on air? they didn't yeah, blow them like that. They went they the early crow. The colours. Oh, yeah. oh no. Oh, no. <laughs> I enjoyed the footage that popped up on racing.com uh, after that. Uh, Toto Wong, the Cantonese caller, came down yeah, from Hong Kong to call gold. it. 
and they set him up with the with the vision, and uh, his call sounded really sharp, sort of stayed out of it, and the vision stayed on him, watching the replay, and he's starting to get animated, and then the number's gone up, and he just lost it. <laughs> the fist pumps, uh, uh, the jubilation. And then the only word in English that he spoke was he went straight to the camera, yes! <laughs> Closed the window and nicked off. That was it. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Mic drop, I'm finished. My work yes. here is done. Yes. I, I, believe, I, be, I believe before that, guys, he went, Romantic Warrior, can he do it? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dave, oh, might. you might make a race caller. You might make a race caller, great man. <laughs> All I right, boys. So what can I just yeah, add yeah. something to that? I think all of us have been critical of our weight for age stocks in this country. Last few years, I think, you know, we've had a couple of dominant horses in Animo and Wings. Um, and whilst it was an international that won the race, the likes of Mr. Brightside and Alligator Blood, and I think Fangirl sort of next season, because she was very unlucky, um, sort of shows that our weight for age stocks aren't as skinny as what they were, because those two horses were just very, very gallant in defeat. So, yeah, there's my two cents worth just about the way for age, because, as I said, I think it's been um, talked about a lot in recent years that, that we lack the depth. Anyone? That was one for the ages last week. Yeah. From start to finish. Mm. Mm, absolutely. All right, boys, well... Let's uh, release for this week. Um, I'm going to. I'll go first. Um, we know. Think about it's winning ways. He's won nine in a row, but he doesn't do it by a big margin. He just. This horse is showing time and time again. He just does what he has to. So this is the shortest prize he's been uh, recently. I know he's a dollar eighty-two back, but a lot of his career he's been sort of that four dollars, three fifty, three fifty, five fifty. So he's the shortest price. He's SP today. But I'll say that won't affect his winning margin. I'll say, think about it, will win, but he won't do it by any more than three quarters of a length, which is 0.75. I think he'll just do what he has to again and put in another workman-like performance. So my crow this week is think about its winning margin to be less than three quarters of a length. Hurls, have you got a price available on that scenario that we can have a punt on? <laughs> Anything else? Just, just, just text me directly, Darren. I'll sort something okay. out for you, mate. All right. <laughs> Holidayhurls.com.au. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> All right, that's my crow. Darren Flindell, your crow this week. Um, race three, number one, Carbosh. If you're looking for a horse today, you just want to double your money for a multi, get a 100% multiplier, take Carbosh a place. Won't miss a hole. Love it, Darren. So you've gone back to your strengths, the roughies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's not a big roughie, but he's evens a place. And I think that's really solid if you want to double your money on something else later in the day. Okay. Kibosh to run a hole. Andrew Hurley, your crow? Uh, Amelia's jewel not to run in the top three. Mm. Oh. Hurls against yeah. the WA mayor. Amelia's jewel to miss top three in the I Golden can't Eagle. See, I, I just, look, I know she's very good. I just cannot see her backing up. Yeah, turning that around to the extent that she'll need to against the quality of, of field that uh, she's up against today. And this is the strongest field uh, that she has. Well, she, she's beaten horses far less than this. And, yeah, I just um, can't see it happening. And, yeah, won't run top three. Brad Davidson. Amelia's due to run top three. No. <laughs> 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 uh, I'll go... <laughs> I found it difficult this week, I'll admit, um, but I will take on a couple of horses in the market. I'll take on Listomania 
in the Tab Highway, only simply because we haven't seen a public trial. I think the horse is up to them, but he's got the bar plates on as well, and there's just a couple of niggles there for me off a long break at those short odds. And I just don't think it's going to be the the start to the carnival for J-Mac and Waller there in the in the Carbine Club at, at Flemington. I thought Influential was cuddled in the market too much. I know he won nicely first up and he's come back well as a gelding, but, gee, $4.60 or whatever he is in that sort of field when you got Brave Mead up and going, He-Man, Kaizad, a few others, I, I thought he was very well found. So I'll just take those two on. They're both about 4 bucks, so I thought it's a bit weak to take one of them on. So we'll, we'll take both of them on, Influential and Listomania. Love it, Davo. Those are our crows this week. Uh, for myself, think about it to win again, but less than three quarters of a length. Hurls, Amelia's jewel to miss top three. Darren, Kibosh to run a place. And Davo's against Listomania and Influential. Um, you're going to be brave, Davo, and say they'll miss top three or just, just get beaten, not win? Just get beaten, I'll do. Thanks, Luke. <laughs> oh, gee, you're soft, mate. <laughs> That's our crows for another week. Let's talk about race four, guys at Rose Hill Gardens, and uh, this is an interesting mare's race because I made the point during the preview with Duff and Brad uh, Gray earlier that a lot of these horses have got 1,100-metre form, and this is a 1,200-metre race. So I think that aspect of this, Darren, is quite interesting. But Chalante in a new stable now and an older mare, she might just relish the, oh, the 1,200. Hasn't, hasn't this market turned around... Uh... Oh, I should have backed her earlier. Shalonte, I think she's a great chance here today. Really good chance. Uh, as you said, change of yards. She's always been a good trialer when she was with Clary, and I think she had to go to Nowra uh, to win a maiden. But her work leading up to her return here for the new stable was really good. She carried a massive weight at Hawkesbury. And the, the, the problem is with her, though, she's got no early gate speed. She drew the one there at Hawkesbury, and she just wasn't in the frame. She's actually got back to last, looped the field, and came running home behind Gilmore, uh, who was off and gone. Um, yeah, I do like Shalonde, but I do worry about how fast she's going to get back. I think Shoei's been trialling really well. And when I wrote the prices down on Thursday at 225, I thought I'll leave me out of that. But now she's getting out to 330. Oh, I'm having a just good, serious look at Shohei now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she did trial beautifully, didn't she? Uh, what about when she got the head up mid-trial? Just threw the head around, got the mouth open a little bit. But Yes, yes. That's uh, The pace dropped a little bit, mm. didn't it? Yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of that, but Gee, I, I like the recovery down the straight. It was nice work. Davo, what are you saying here, race four? Yeah, the, interesting, the markets, uh, against what we talked about there with those horses off the long breaks that, that have trialled well. Um Look, I found it a really challenging race, to be honest. It, it wasn't a race I'd had a firm view on. I put Shohei on top just simply because um, I didn't really know where else to go. But, I, I, yeah, I found it a really hard race to, to sort of get a firm view on, to be honest. And I wouldn't sort of talk anyone out of backing anything there. What's the market saying, Hells? Well, I may or may not know that the lay of the day is going to be Shohei from the, uh, from the boys at Tab. Uh, 13 weeks in a row, if you don't mind, they have got the lay of the day right. Uh, so they might be due. Uh, it's pretty Gee, They pretty did well last week, didn't they? Arctic oh, that was Glamour. Almost Arctic Glamour. I think it started at mm. 165. Um, and the market's showing that already. It's 240 out to $3.30. Very good support here for Afterlight. 750 into $4.80. Chalante, 420 after a high of 550 this morning. Very solid is Ballroom Bella. But yeah, show high. Um, very much dangling the carrot with it. It's 240 out to 330. I've got to give 
a good colleague, a rap in Tim Ryan. I mean, you can see why hearing more of him on the air, he's uh, risen to a high position as one of the head mm. traders there at the tab because he's very, very good, um, very knowledgeable. Um, I, I've enjoyed him on Formline the last couple of weeks as well, just having his two cents worth. He did the Golden Eagle preview last night. And it's good knowledge for our punters too to understand how the bookmakers are thinking. And they don't always get it right. So if they're opposing a horse, you may well... I'll keep my powder dry till later yeah. and take the better price. Well, we're hearing from the actual trader, the one that's setting the prices. So, mm. yeah, no better source than that. Dave, I know it's not in your DNA to wrap a bookmaker, but um, <laughs> <laughs> he, does do a, he does do a good job, Timmy. And I, I, the nine, 13 in a row, gee, that's pretty good. they got Mr Brightside rolled as well um, in the... King Charles, so yeah, they're having a good run of it with these lays. They're doing a good job, yeah. They, they went through a period before that where they, they were getting a few, obviously, that were getting up, but it's ups and downs. Well, there you go. Got to a, a throw a, a negative in. But there, uh, <laughs> well, there, was a, there was a period there for two months where I think everything they were laying was winning and winning yeah, for fun. True. Um, but uh, 13 in a row, 13 yeah. in a row is a, a terrific effort. I just wish they would lay them a bit heavier late, you know. They, they want to take them on, but they cuddle them late. Like, great example was Arctic Glamour last week, you know, like $1.65. If you want to lay it, lay it and, and get it out in the market to two two ten. you know, be be, be uh, different to what the market's saying late if you're really keen to take it on. But uh, that's a tremendous effort, 13 in a row. Well done, boys, and I agree with you. I think Tim does a great job. He's great talent, but he's also uh, very good at, at knowing which way the market's going to go. That's just about our show, guys. Behind the gates for another week. Um, Darren, looking forward to no doubt calling this meeting today, the fifth running of the, the Golden Eagle. Uh, it's great that we've got the international flavour again. And what's it like to call a big field from the 1500 here at, at Rose Hill? Oh, it's a, it's a good starting point. Um, yeah, so the, the big field, it's like anywhere, I guess. When you've got a field of 20 going around, it's all right if you can actually see them. That, that's the big thing, because sometimes in the middle of the ruck there's four horses wide and there's something buried in the middle and you think you've got it, then you can't see it, and then you think, all right, just forget it, move on. Um, yeah, it's not a problem remembering the names, it's just sometimes you Seeing can't them, see yeah. certain horses. And, mate, you're uh, having a freshen up after today, I believe? Yes, I'll be handing the reins over to you for the next two Saturdays for the five diamonds here next week mm. and then the big hunter at uh, Newcastle. Oh, you're going on a holiday? Gonna... Yes, do you, do you mind? Oh. I know, no, no, now Munzee's not here, he used to keep checking yeah. my holidays. <laughs> Been a bit carnival, <laughs> Poor Darren, he's a, I mean, he's worked to the bone, but I tell you what, I, I've never seen a more exhausted man when he saw the, the price of Cholante that it had gone off, and oh. he's not said, gee, mm. you looked flat then, Darren. <laughs> yeah, I was a bit surprised, I uh, didn't see that coming, for oh. a back marker. Well, mate, thanks for the can fun we, over the carnival, on behind the gates. Can we quickly we'll, touch we'll on um, Flemington, guys? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. wrapping up yet. I'm just talking to Darren at the moment, Hell, oh, Sorry, okay. mate. Sorry. <laughs> Before you were rudely interrupted. Out the, I'm just out the, out the door. I'm farewelling our colleague here. He's about to have a spell. <laughs> yeah, what did we like today? Well, yeah. I'm going to give Nadal a bit of a hope in the Coolmore. Mm. Um, I, I watched his um, his jump out or his workout. I can't remember who he worked with, but I was only was watching. Solo no, no, there was, there was three of them. And I thought Nadal's work was really nice. I thought, oh, he, is, he just go, he went straight as a gum barrel yeah. down that Flemington straight in that gallop. He's going off at about thirty-one dollars. Okay. He's uh, they haven't overly taxed him yet, and uh, I think he's a good each way bet. All right, Darren's found Nadal Hills. And what I can't work out with the Derby, mm. 
Watching the the lead up there last time, Riff Rocket in the I think it was a dollar twenty four or something on the day, and you just thought, oh, this is a moral in the run, isn't it? And it didn't get past Sunsets, and Sunsets was ridden the other way around. It wasn't meant to be up there on the speed, um, but Riff Rocket couldn't get past him, and Sunsets is going out at fifteen dollars today. It, it, I know they're a long way apart, aren't they? I guess he was a victim of the slow pace. Uh, he still ran the fifth best last 200 of the day, Riff Rocket, mm. but they absolutely walked, Darren, and you're but, right, he just couldn't get past. I've got a feeling that sunsets, he'll just keep running. The 2,500 for him will not be an issue. Absolutely. Uh, Davo, mm. uh, you got anything for our man Hurls at Flemington today? Uh, look, I think the, the chat about Riff Rocket, I, I was in the camp of, I thought his run was terrific. Um, I... I you know, best last 200 performance of the day when you adjust for the, dis- the different distances on the day. So when you when you take out the distances and just look at it a blank canvas, and uh, he, yeah, he just couldn't really win the way that the race was run. He, he was terrific. I'm saying he was the right price simply because the only way he could ever get beat was that setup. Um, and we know he's Fleming can win Friday. If he stays, he wins. Simple as that. He's better better horse than those. Um, but he's got to see the 2,500 out. And, whether he does, obviously, is the, the big query, but um, that's why he's the price he is and not shorter. Um, but, look, I, I think uh, I went with Cylinder in the in the Coolmore and um, I felt the best ruffie of the day was more secrets in the Empire Rose Hills. I, I think it's sneaky flying, third up last preparation, crossed the line with Hope in Your Heart, who's a $7 hope here, and here she is at about oh. 20 to 1. So I thought she was a, a terrific chance at, at really good odds and I thought Zardozzi might be a new Oaks favourite after today because that could have been my early crow that should have been my early crow but it's not but uh, I think she'll win the wakeful and might just replace Tropical Squall at the top of the market I can tell you a tissue has been very well backed in the uh, Tab Empire Rose Stakes it's $5 into three ninety this morning so um, yeah it's been a very good push of tissue J-Mac and Seawalla boys I thank you Hurls have a super day mate uh, looking forward to all this racing today yeah, it's going to be a cracker. Uh, venue mode exclusive today. Races one to four run second, third, or fourth. You'll get a bonus bet back up to $50. That is for Flemington and Ramwick. Uh, Flemington, the Victoria Derby Day, all races with the 20% World Pool Exotics boost on any Quinella or Trifecta in bonus bets back up to $100. And Rose Hill, Flemington and Eagle Farm today. Races one to six run second or third and you'll get a bonus bet back up to $50. Uh, surprisingly, I think the Behind the Gates Multi is still open, not gone. Uh, so that's the end of that. Uh, Super Days Racing, can't wait for it. Remember, uh, you win some, you lose more. Set a deposit limit uh, on your account, 1-800-858-858. For free and confidential support. Have a good day, boys. That's Behind the Gates for another week. Good calling, Darren. Cheers. Good day.